0: I wanted to assure you that we're not trying to make you all uncomfortable. That's not the goal of this today. So um, everything that we do from the chairs on the side to the no chairs in the middle, it's not for a mosh pit. It's not so that people can feel more segregated. The whole point of doing what we're doing today is to, is to remind us that, that the church is a lot greater than just our peer group. The church is a lot greater than just the segregated classrooms. We love classrooms. In fact, we have a kids ministry meeting today after second service to, to keep training going forward there. We'll have all our classrooms again next week. We will do these two to three times a year. And the intent and the purpose is to, to, to do a couple things. One is for parents. It's to help us remember and remind parents that, that ultimately it's not my job or the kids ministry's job to share truth with your kids. It's our job to partner with you. It's our job to, to come alongside you, to carry out the truth that's going from there. Secondly, I think a lot of us as adults can come to church and go, oh man, that was a great sermon, or I didn't like this, or I wish it had been presented this way. And we just stop on Sunday, and we stop thinking about it. We forget that there's, there's, there's the, the purpose of being in gospel communities, being in community throughout the week to, to study God's word, to go deeper, to challenge one another, to disciple one another and so we decided a a while ago to let's just try and model what it would look like for us to maybe do a teaching which is for for what it's worth you guys this this is actually harder for me to try and figure out how to communicate to someone that's three years old and someone that's 70 years old and everyone in between at the same time but we try to do this for a couple reasons one is to both show the parents that hey there's a way you can teach scripture to your kids that's very very simple and you can you can make it fun in ways that it will hopefully retain and carry out for a long long time. Secondly, we want to continue to push on us as a church, even though we have a a number of different generations in here. We want those generations to bleed more. I mean, I want want more college students to be more invested in people younger than them. I want them to be invested in in people older than them. I want anyone that is an empty nester, I want them to be willing to enter into. Maybe they can't make the jump from 50 down to three years old, but could they make the jump from 50 to a 30-year-old? What, it, what does it mean for us as a church to spend more time as intergenerational with the way that the kingdom truly is? Where we're not just going to allow ourselves to be comfortable with our peer group, but we're going to push into that. And so I'm going to give you encouragement. You are welcome. No one will look at you as less than if you stay in the chairs. Stay in the chairs, please. But when we get a chance to move, maybe in the chairs with the people around you, because that's probably a safer group that you're going to connect with a little bit easier, right? But but I want to encourage you guys, if you're family and you have kids, or if you're just college students or if you're, where, where, whatever age group you're in, when we get to a spot, we're going we're gonna to illustrate what we're teaching today. And I want to encourage you to, to step out of your comfort zone and, and get into little groups and work on the illustration together. And then have conversations about it. Maybe get to know one another. And dare I say, maybe you get to know them enough that you say, let's go to lunch today. Let's spend a little bit of time outside of this today and, and get to know each other and see that there's value in other people that aren't the exact same age as us, the same same demographic as us, there's, there's value in us doing this together. So that's why we do this. We want, we want the church to model what, um, what it looks like and we want parents to feel more confident to do this at home because again, like I've said, whether you put your kids in here or you take your kids to the kids' classrooms, if that's all they're getting in relation to scripture or truth, they're, they're, they're anemic. They're not getting enough. As parents, we are to be taking it deeper and further. So when you leave, we actually have a paper that talks about um, some of what we talked about that has a lot of questions to go deeper. Whether you are a parent or not, you should take that this week. Find some people to work through it with and go a little bit further in this subject. We're actually um, jumping ahead in Hebrews. We're going to hit one verse in Hebrews. We're not going to do it justice at all. I promise when we get there, we'll do it a little bit further, but that was on purpose. And so we're going to sing a little bit more and, and... just so you guys know, musicians spend time each week going in and doing live worship for our kids every week. And so, so you kids have experienced some of these musicians that are in here. Um, they've played guitar and sang songs for you. And then we get to do this together. And so my hope would be, as my kids aren't in this service, it will be in the next service, but I can bet that most parents here. My hope would be that my daughters can look and see someone that's exceptionally older than them worshiping God the same time as she is. And seeing the value that it's not just mom and dad that say, hey, we do this but that, that there are other people that invest in each other's lives to do this. And so this is on purpose. It's not to make you feel uncomfortable. It's not a throwaway Sunday. I know a lot of people may go, oh, man, I came on this one. Why? I only come twice a month. How does it always happen, right? Like, well, that's another issue altogether. But either way. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to worship a little more, sing. We're going to use our voices to worship, and I'll encourage you kids to worship and sing, and, and adults do the same. And again, um, the, the desire and the goal would be that we'd be doing this as a family because um, whether you like it or not, if you profess to know Jesus Christ, you profess to be his son, you are adopted into his, into his kingdom, look around. This is your family for an eternity, okay? And these are people, these are your brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. These are people that you will be spending eternity with, so you can't look over and be like, oh, not that person. I hope they didn't get in. You really need to recognize, like, hey, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. So let's stand up. Let's, let's, let's sing some more, and we'll get in in just a second. Yes, you can grab a seat, and there probably will be some noise. Uh, I want to let you guys know, too, back here in this corner is some, for any adult or children that would like their cheese sticks and and, uh, fruit snacks as well. So if you need those, you're welcome to get yourself some of those as well. Um, And also, just a reminder, um, if you have any drinks in here, please be very, very careful as um, they're really easy to kick over. So let's try not to do that this time. Um, Okay, so this is a question for you. How do you guys know that wind is real? Anyone? I can't hear very well, so you're going to have to like, you can feel it, you can hear it. Okay, how how else do we know wind is real? Can we trust our feelings all the time? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Someone said you can see it. Now, how do you see wind? You see, what would you say, Dan? You see, you see the effects of wind. So, so if I define this, so wind is defined as the perceptible natural movement of the air, especially in the form of a current of air blowing from a particular direction. Doesn't that make it clear? No, it doesn't at all, right? <laughs> Isn't it interesting how there's certain things in life that when the definition's out it's still just as vague or as confusing as it was from the beginning? But yet if I told you that wind was not real, would you believe me? No, good. Okay, good. It is real. I mean, like, it was cold these last few days. I don't know if you noticed that. Wind is something that we all know is real, but can you really see wind itself? You actually look as the wind's blowing, it's like, I can see wind. No, you see the effects of wind. You see the things that the wind carry with it, whether it's a leaf or it's dirt or dust or or, um, as it's moving fog or mist. We see wind affect all kinds of different things. But if it's just by itself, we actually don't see it at all. But that doesn't make it any less real. The the book of Hebrews is going to make this huge turn in a a couple chapters where you're going to realize, like, oh, the author's been doing all of this work all along to try and help us understand something. And then he's going to literally hammer in this idea of faith. He's going to turn this corner into faith. And so I wanted to just today cover a little bit of this. We'll come back to it, obviously, when we get here in in a couple months, but either way, I wanted to talk about faith because see, faith, chapter uh, Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Okay, so that makes it really clear, right? So now the definition helped us understand faith, just like the definition of wind, help us understand it. No, I want to look at these words. Faith is is the assurance of things hoped for, so it's it's the confidence of something that is hoped for. I heard it said this way, and this is the the most basic and simplest definition I've ever heard of faith. Faith is taking God at his word and acting upon it. Faith is taking what God says as true and then living in light of that. Yet kids, you might be surprised, but I'm gonna do this real quickly. Anyone that's over the age of 18 that has ever struggled with faith, raise your hand. Kids, look around look at that it's really important for us to understand so because faith is something that, that with with as, as powerful and impressive and incredible as it is the author of Hebrews will dig into like I said we'll do a lot more work on this when we get there but the, the faith is truly something that is pivotal for me to actually walk out in obedience because if kids if you just obey your parents because they said so it's never really gonna amount to much but if you obey them because you love them and you believe what they're telling you will happen by that obedience is true, that's faith and acting on it. And so, so faith is one of those things that we can't see all the time. In fact, I know a lot of adults in here that, that, that really struggle to understand or even, or even rest in faith. In fact, I was, I was uh, texting with a friend this week and, and he said specifically, he's like, I'm, I know what God says, but I just want to see more of it. And that's a legitimate concern that all of us always want to see. And the problem with with faith is that it's like the wind. You just, if you look, and no matter how hard you stare, no matter how many binoculars you stack on top of each other, you're not going to see anything. But you'll always see the effects of wind. And that's the same in faith. I'm not going to see faith all the time, but I will see what faith does to the people around me as I walk in obedience to that faith. I will see the effects of faith in life. And so the, the simple simple fact I wanted all of us to leave with here today is that faith is real whether we see it or not, and that the effects of faith are happening to you whether you believe it or not. Some of you right now are experiencing joy in your life because of someone walking in faith. Some of you are experiencing you're sitting next to someone that you never knew would have faith, and you're, you're, you're praising God for the fact that you're able to sit next to that person. All of us have experienced the effects of faith. The problem is, is, that we try to stare in so, so narrow and look at faith as as, as something that I can just hold on to and, and grab, like I could box up we uh, wind. Wow, that was almost dangerous. Um, so that I can box up wind, right? And I can hold on to it, and I can and I can look at it, and I'll, it'll, it'll do something. But really, wind in and of itself does nothing. It's the effects of it that come something. Faith in and it of itself, without walking in obedience, without taking God at His word, trusting what He says is true, and then stepping in that, it's useless. And so I wanted to do a little illustration. So, Tegan, where are you? And I need two really strong, strong people. Danny and Dan, come on up here. Okay, these are the strongest people in the church. Tegan, where are you? Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do something. Now, do you have faith that I'm going to tell you the truth? That was a hesitant nod. That's probably smart. Okay, good. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have you stand on top of these boxes over here, Okay. And I want you to stare at that brick wall. Okay, now just stand there, okay? Just stand there and look at that. It's nice and high. Okay, now I'm gonna stand back here because the microphone's gonna do. Now, it's really high. I hope it's good thing <laughs> their mother works for us, right? Or her mother works for us. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah, you got this. Okay, so Tegan, faith would be say, saying that Bren says that Dan and Danny are really strong and they won't drop you, right? but faith would be you actually believing that and acting on it, so, so just to make it clear, you don't need to fall forward, okay? You need to fall backwards. I love that your hand's in your pocket, keep them in there, if you can, okay? And when you're ready, I'm gonna count to three, and on three, so one, two, and when I say three, I want you to just fall backwards, and trust that Dan and Dan, Dan and Danny here, the two Dannys, they're strong, okay? Super strong, okay? One, are you ready? Two, three. Look at that! Yeah! See? Okay, perfect. You can sit down. Thank you so much. All right, now Dan, get up there. Okay, just kidding. (laughs) You know, it's funny, Debbie Getter wrote this. We've been studying all of Hebrews together. She's been sharing notes, but she wrote this way. She said, so often our faith goes only as far as what we can see. If we can't imagine it or understand it or accomplish it ourselves, or if we become discouraged and despair, And despair says it's not possible. We lose faith. Now, I'll admit, putting Tegan, who probably weighs 40 pounds soaking wet, with Danny and Dan, everyone's like, oh yeah, that's great. Now, had I put Dan up there and told Tegan and Sloan, their two daughters, okay, now catch them. Do we have faith that would happen? Probably not, right? Like, Dan would leave with a broken head of some sort, right? Squashed a kid, maybe. So there are things that we can't imagine that seem undoable, but God will do them. In fact, let me just real quickly, adults, I want you to explain this to to the kids when we do this craft. And maybe you explain this to each other. You professing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is a miracle. It's It's an absolute miracle. The fact that you have the peace and the hope of Jesus Christ is a miracle more profound than anything else you'll ever see in your life, although God is miraculous and He will show you. Many, many more things. But see, faith is, is, is taking God, what God says, and acting on it. Truth like Isaiah 40, where we say that he gives power to the weak, strengthens to the strength to those that trust him. Deuteronomy 31, where he tells us he will never leave us nor abandon us. Faith believes that and then acts on that. You walk through trials recognizing no matter how hard it gets, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how mean your friends are to you, No matter how alone you feel, God never abandons you, never leaves you. Faith is taking those truths and then living your life in light of that truth. Recognizing truth that that Romans 8 says that there's nothing that can separate us from God. Do you believe that? There's nothing you can do as a child of God that would actually separate you from Him. So many of us adults in here need to stand on the platform with God. So many of us have gotten afraid of the platform, we've gotten afraid of of what he's asking or leading us to, and we've stepped down. We don't believe that he's actually going to catch us, that he's actually going to do the very things he says. As we battle through through marriage struggles, as we battle through relational struggles, as we battle through financial struggles, we've lost faith. We've stopped looking for it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a little craft, adults and kids together, okay? And I'd recommend you do them in teams. Maddie in the back, back there has this table and we're going to need to get some help. So Cameron, Danny, anyone stand, Brent, will you guys help, help back there? We're going to get some of that stuff out so that not everyone has to go there. What we're going to do is we're going to build um, a wind chime. So, so we have these, these cups back there pre-plugged with holes. And we got these ribbons and then some beads. You're going to get a little package of everything for those. And you're going to put these together. And the whole idea is that a wind chime doesn't make any noise until wind shows up. And all I want to do is I want to get a wind chime. And whether you're you're like a college student in your dorm, you're like going to have to hang it out your window and people are going to think you're weird for it. But either way, like the idea is that when you you put this out there, you'll see the effects that wind can have. And I want you to start reminding yourself at that moment, pray, God, show me the effects of my faith. Show me the effects of faith in other people around me. Let me see what you're doing. Forgive me for looking too closely at the wind and forgetting that it's truly the effects that really matter. Understanding faith is good, and we're going to spend a lot of time, like I said, in the future defining faith even more so. But recognizing that faith is active, and faith is moving, and faith has effects on life is what I want you guys to leave with today. So you're all going to make these little wind chimes real quickly. We're going to turn on a little bit of music. Um, Alistair, where's Alistair? Alistair, will you please go turn on the lights in here? Yeah, buddy. Alistair and, and Anamiek are going to go turn on the lights. You each get a light switch. They wanted to do that earlier. Okay, perfect. Um, They're going to turn the lights in here, and we're going to pass these things out. Thank you so much, guys. we get some music going, and for the next five to ten minutes, I want you guys to build some wind chimes. Now wait, real quickly. If you are willing and and comfortable with this, and it's not too awkward for you, join families that have kids to do it so they can make more than one. If you're like, no, I don't want to do that, then as adults, just do it with other adults. But try to do this together as a whole, okay? Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for jumping in and doing this. Thank you for making your little wind chimes. My hope would be that you would, um, that they would last, one, the wind. Um, two is that when you look at these, you'd be reminded that your faith is supposed to be seeing, that we're supposed to be seeing the effects of your faith as well. We're supposed to see that, that effect, uh, faith will have its effect. Um, I want to say thank you for doing this. Like, I understand it's hard, and sometimes for especially people that don't like change, this is, like, guaranteed, like, anxiety-ridden. I want to recommend Philippians 4, 6, where it says do not be anxious in anything. But either way, no... Um, <laughs> But I also want to encourage you guys to, uh, what I loved and I noticed as I watched around, walked around is that there was actually conversation happening. It was almost offensive that we started playing against. Like, hey, we're talking. Like, leave us alone here for a second. I would encourage you to keep that going. I would encourage you to take people to lunch, hang out with them, or maybe ask them to buy you lunch, depending upon where you are in your life stage, right? And, and have fun with that. We're going to, real quickly, um, I'm going to ask you guys to sit down because you're going to do one other thing as a family that I'm really excited about. Um, Jonathan and Holly... Auntie Jas uh, Karis would you come on up here perfect um, most of you have probably seen this hopefully on Facebook or something but hey guys always ahead of your husband I swear we're always waiting on him have you ever noticed that I'm just kidding um, this is Jonathan are you staying with your family that'd be perfect Danny come on up here yeah uh, Jonathan Holly Karis Jaya and this is auntie or Jaya or Jay I guess is what we call it, but we had the opportunity, John has worked with us at church for a year, you guys have been here for about three years, I think, almost, almost three years, um, and he's been the one that's kind of organized, led everything that you've seen in the worship side of the thing, the musical thing, and um, as elders, we spent this time um, for the last few months praying about who to step in, and John is the person that we have identified to step in and do, still do this, but he's also going to do a whole lot other things, we're really excited about it, um, he's going more gray hair to come, yeah, you're going to catch me and, and pass me, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Um, He's going to help lead staff and lead a bunch of Sunday ministries and do a bunch of other things that him and I spent a lot of time um, planning this week that would just take really long to lay out for you guys. So we're really excited for him. We're excited for them to be a part of this full time. And as we do with every employee, we love to pray for their family, for the ministry to come. So I'm going to pray for for them real quickly. You guys can stay seated. You can stand up. You can reach your hands out. You know what? You can come swarm them if you want to. It doesn't really matter. Um, But we're going to spend some time praying for the Sitka family. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we confess and know that, that this church isn't ours, it's yours. Um, it's not about uh, Revolution 22's name, it's about the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we know that uh, it's through a lot of prayer and direction and leading that you have, you have brought the Sitka family both here and then also into this role. Uh, I, for one, am super excited to partner with Jonathan in this way. I'm excited to see uh, you use the gifts that you've given him to, to bless this community and to make much of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for protection as I know the enemy loves to attack those that that commit to, to work full time here. And so God, I pray that you protect their marriage. I pray that that both Holly and Jonathan would be incredibly patient and kind with one another. That when people look at them, even their kids look at them, they would see a, a beautiful picture of Christ in the church. God, I pray for um, for their kids. I pray for for Jaya and, and Karis and, and the other kids um, that will come. God, I pray that they would see a, a mom and a dad submitted and surrendered to you first, um, committed to one another second, and then allowing everything else to fall behind that, Lord. We know you're going to do amazing things, and so we pray that you would, uh, you would grow us as a church in maturity, grow us in a ch- as a church relationally, grow us as a church in community um, because of bringing in someone like Jonathan. and and using his gifts in this way, Lord. So we pray for protection. I thank you so much for Auntie, um, for every person here that doesn't know her. They need to know her. She's a a pillar. She's amazing. Um, And so I pray um, as this family is here serving in this way, God, I pray that they'd feel welcome, they'd feel encouraged. Um, You'd keep them from being distracted. You'd guard their time as a family. Um, You'd give them the ability to get the work done um, all the while having fun serving you, God. So, Lord, we thank you for this family, we thank you for the time we have together, and I look forward to many years of um, of ministry together with this family. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Um, so you guys are free to go. Just a couple quick things I wanted to to recommend to you is there's a piece of paper that has two sides. I don't know why it does that, but either way, that's kind of fun. Um, This is meant to go further with what we did today. So I recommend every single person, if you walk by an usher and go, no, I don't want one, they're going to smack you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they're not going to smack you, but every single person should take one, or every single household should take one. Spend some time at dinner, at lunch, sometime this week working through this. Um, hang your wind chimes. Pay attention to that. Um, also, if you came prepared to, to worship God through offering, as a families, I want to just take this moment. If you're doing it with your kids here, please lead them through that. Help them understand why you do what you're doing and what God has, God has led you to do in that way. Don't just flippantly do it. If you are Um, just as just your individual if you came prepared to give at the door the ushers will have the buckets is what we'll do you guys are free to go god bless you so much thank you so much for coming